Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 30th of May 2020, and the title of this episode is Entertainment and Encounters. Here's a scene to picture. Imagine looking at a masked man's face. It's one of those small domino masks that covers his eyes. It's red, matching the colour of the blood that trickles from his many wounds. He's frightened. It's easy to see why the masked man is frightened. His face is trapped inside some huge jaw and held in place with dagger-like teeth. Your view of this is from inside that scary mouth. You're looking down the gullet of some monster that has caught the masked man. The scene cuts to a pair of dangling feet and as the camera pans upwards you can see the twitching arms of the thug and then the crocodile-headed man who has caught him. There's a fight going on. A muscled woman is wrestling with another thug. Then we're back inside that crocodile mouth and something else weird is happening. There's a shadow forming. That shadow takes the shape of a man rising up from inside the crocodile man. It's not you, says the man forming the crocodile man. And with that, the masked thug is spat out, failing the test. The masked man is butchered and the fight is sent over. That's how Netflix's new anime, Doro Head Doro, starts. A mini-review of the first ten episodes can be found in this week's Irregular Reconnaissance. I've given it a good rating. If you can cope with the violence, then it's worth a watch. As Japan eases their lockdown, we're getting plenty of good-looking new anime news. Enough to play a chunky part of stories on Geek Native, and so it's about time Audio EXP took a look. It's not all anime in the entertainment half of this week's usual combination of RPG news though. There is, after all, that business of the Dungeons and Dragons movie. The co-directors, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, were interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter about working from home, and as a result, they talked about their current D&D movie project. Goldstein was quick to talk about humour. He wants D&D to be fun and funny. It's not going to be an out-and-out comedy, though. It's going to be an action fantasy with comedic elements. Uh, Daily, I notice, was quick to add reassurance. The movie is not going to be a spoof on the genre. Now, those two did Spider-Man Homecoming as writers, which I really liked. But they also directed Game Night, which, based on the trailer, I can't even bring myself to watch. Hmm. D&D movies are never easy. And that's why, despite many attempts, there's not been a big hit. There's been more shame than fame. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope for the best. I am doing the same with the other bit of movie news, which could be big. The iconic geek success that was Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie in Labyrinth will get a sequel. The Jim Henson Company will be involved, and Lisa Henson will produce. The director will be Scott Derrickson. Now, he directed the Doctor Strange movie... He also quit Snowpiercer after doing the pilot for TV after creative differences with his showrunner. As expected, news about any likely Labyrinth sequel is splitting the geek community. I understand why. I mean, some people are hopeful and I'm putting myself in that camp, but I also understand why some people are scared or believe such a classic should be left well alone. Now, before I return fully to anime, I want to highlight some music. Anime music, as it happens and a track that's raising money for charity. It's Real Folk Blues, which is the title tune to Cowboy Bebop. And there's a new cover, 
filmed during the lockdown by Funimation and Sunrise, and it's great. An absolute joy. You'll find the link in the show notes, so go give it a listen. Two names that I'll mention in this anime segment are Studio Wit and Studio Mappa. It feels like this week we have two titans battling for attention. As it happens, Attack on Titan Season 4 is due out, and we have a first trailer for it. If you don't know the show at all, then it's a story of people living in a walled city and huge giants that terrorise the country outside. The giants seem to do nothing other than to eat people, and they do so gruesomely and often, and they're given extra chances by humanity's need to occasionally venture out from the safety of their walls for supplies. I had stopped watching. I got to maybe season three, halfway through, and then I thought the show had lost its way. However, the trailer for season four ramps up the steampunk, and it seems to show two human cities at war, despite all that titan menace. Or perhaps because of it. Now, it was Studio Wit at the helm of Attack on Titan. They did that amazing first season. But they also were running the show when I gave up on it. And it's Studio Mappa who's been given the reins for the finale. And I'm now committed to making a return. I don't think I'll be the only one. Studio Mappa also has an anime show called Jujitsu Cajun in the works. Which has been collecting big names. It's a story about a young athlete who joins his school's occult club, just when weird and supernatural attacks begin to happen. Actors from mega-hits like My Hero Academia have been signed on for roles. No wonder it's caught people's attention. Now let's flick back to Studio It. Releasing this coming week in Netflix Japan, unlikely to get international coverage, is an anime called Great Pretender. The trailer for it really got my attention. It's a mashup from the show and Queen's The Great Pretender. It works well. Now, Great Pretender is an anime about con artists ripping people off and an FBI agent after them. I've not seen it, but the trailers lead me to suspect the con artists are portrayed in a sympathetic light. They might even be the heroes. I'm interested to see how that will be managed. I'd be surprised if con artists are considered favourably by Japanese audiences very often. But it's not all Studio Wit and Studio Mappa this week. I don't think either are involved with Our Last Crusade or The Rise of a New World. And that's the full name of a single show, by the way. Ten words. I'm going to call it Last Crusade. Last Crusade is about two empires at war. One is a high-tech imperium, and we get to see some of their mechs in the trailer. And the other is a coven of witches. The anime is about a swordsman from the tech imperium meeting and then falling in love with one of the witches. Not any of the witches, though, but a witch princess. I also wanted to introduce a God of High School. Not only do we have a trailer of the webtoon success, but we have some character sheets for some of the characters. Now, these character sheets are pretty basic. We get a fighting type, a power level, and hit points. Now, the very fact that one of the characters, Park Mujin, has unknown for every entry absolutely puts a spotlight on him. I'm not certain that was the intent. God of High School is a show about a martial arts tournament at, yep, a high school. Now, the suggestion is that the powers that be use it to help decide who the next generation of movers and shakers might be. There are great rewards for winning. Here for the game talk? Good news. We're on to that now. There's a ninth edition of Warhammer 40k on the way, and it's going to be backwards compatible with most of your eighth edition purchases, so there's no need to bin expensive mini armies. Whew. Uh, There's also a trailer for it, which looks impressive and reminds us that Games Workshop have been throwing more and more money 
at their own entertainment projects. Warhammer TV is a brand that exists. In the trailer, we have a sister of battle in a desperate struggle against the Necrons. It might be exciting times for D&D too. There's been even more drama and this time it goes to the heart of the RPG's royal family, the Gygaxes. Gary Gygax is the co-creator of D&D and his will left his second wife, Gail Gygax, with a significant but perhaps not complete control of the Gary Gygax legacy. In the past, when Hollywood has wanted to do D&D movies, they have approached her. One of the reasons earlier D&D movies did not come to fruition was with complexities in those deals. Now, according to Wisconsin Circuit Court papers, Luke Gygax has provided credible evidence that a second will exists. I am managing the situation will be stressful for the family. RPG freebies are coming up, which I hope are far less stressful, but I wanted to talk about In Search of Games first. In Search of Games is a small company run by Chris Mennell, and Geek Native patrons voted them into the RPG publisher spotlight for May. As a result, there's an interview with Chris up on the blog today. We talk about Killing Santa, the work-life balance that we in the industry face, and how Chris commissions RPG creators to get things made. If you're a Geek Native patron, thank you. Also, look to the patron page for the next RPG Publisher Spotlight Vote and other polls where you can help determine what content projects a site picks up. Right, on to those freebies. I guess the most significant news is that Free RPG Day has a new date. That makes sense, as the goal of Free RPG Day is to get people out of their homes and into local gaming stores. That's hardly possible around the world right now. The new date for Free RPG Day, though, isn't much later on. The event will now be held on July the 25th. Backers include companies like WizKids, Renegade Games, Magpie Games, Fantasy Flight Games and Cubicle 7. Retailers can apply, there's still time, for a box of free physical products to give away on the 25th. If you're quick, you can get a free digital copy of Boss Monsters from Cobalt Press. There are over a dozen 5e Big Bad Evil guys in the download, but it's only free until the end of the week. Studio Agate is celebrating the 8th birthday of the critically acclaimed Shadows of Eastern dark fantasy RPG with a Kickstarter. Part of that campaign is an art book called Dark Romanticism, and this week Studio Agate made a Dark Romanticism preview available for free at DriveThruRPG. Another freebie being offered to you is a ticket to ride expansion called Stay at Home. Days of Wonder have added this print-and-play product to Asmodee's portal of freebies. In the game, you compete over getting tasks done, although if you can do those while detouring via the fridge or spending some time on the balcony, then you'll score more points. If you intended Con of Champions, then make certain you've claimed all the freebies associated with your ticket. Con of Champions was an online event held by the site Tabletop Events to keep them alive. Good news, it worked. Tabletop Events raised $54,000, which is enough to keep the company and the site afloat on a skeleton crew until nearly the end of the year. Hopefully, by then, conventions for 2021 will be opening for ticket sales and cash will return to Tabletop Events coffers. Another business story that might interest you from the world of RPG news this week is the fate of Obsidian Portal. That award-winning platform has been bought out by one of its own programmers. Obsidian Portal is a place to go to create your RPG worlds, manage character sheets and keep track of your campaign. 
it's had less limelight in recent years, despite being the earliest success, and perhaps this change in ownership will give it a new lease of life. Lastly, Geek Native published a random merchant wagon generator. It's a thousand lines of code behind the scenes, and the result, well, we'll call it okay. It's hard to make wagons enjoyable. So, why did I do it? Well, a few months back, I calculated that a large wagon filled with silk at D&D prices would give your players one and a half million gold coins. That's a huge amount. And I bet more than a few DMs have had scenes with a whole convoy of wagons. What happens when a random accounting table has the PC stumble across a stranded wagon or even a wagon caravan that's been attacked by raiders? I suspect it happens all the time. And I wanted to help with a quick way to generate the contents of that wagon, but also to indicate the value of those contents. After all, the DM can just press the generator button again, and maybe this time get a cart carrying wheat rather than one carrying spices. And if that's more appropriate for the story, then that's that problem easily solved. That's it for now. Let's catch up next week.